Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. Damn White Sox, when they lose, they don't even make it interesting. Well, when one guy goes out there to pitch, they don't make it interesting. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right, but you got to hit the ball, too, you know. Hey, who's going to pitch? Boy, by the way. Yeah. Who, who's healthy these days? I know. Uh, unfortunately, Dallas Keuchel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Dallas Keuchel's one of the healthy guys. Sorry. I know this, I know this isn't nice, but why couldn't he have been one of the injured guys? I love, at least he's self-aware. I, I like a guy who says, I don't make excuses. I got to be better. Unfortunately, he says that after every start. And, and yesterday, he said, it's self-imposed. Yeah. Yeah, you know, a lot of things in life are self-imposed. You know, I know that he would be really mad at me if he heard me say this, but I'm still saying it on a big radio station. And I said before the season, and Tyler, I'm not sure if you remember me saying this, but in the off season, I'm not sure if he got married or what, but he is now with Kelly Nash from MLB Network. And I don't know if you've ever seen Kelly Nash. Mm-hmm. He could be a bit distracted. Oh, for love of I mean, he could be a bit distracted. I mean, I am when I watch her on TV. So, yeah. I mean, you know, if I if I'm if there's a knock on my door and I see the guy's got a beard, I'm gonna be I'm gonna go out the back door. Yeah. So, but I'm just saying, he's just he from what he was last year to what he is this year. Man, that happens once in a while. Uh, usually, it happens here in Chicago. You know, a guy's yeah, a good he, year. Yeah, Robert yeah. Quinn. See Robert <laughs> Quinn. Um, well, here's the good news. Well, you know, at, at this rate of not getting through the f- third inning or whatever, usually the first yeah. inning, yeah, that 2024 vesting option of 320 innings pitched this year and next, not going to make it. So yeah, don't think so. so. So that's good. So right now he's currently uh, got 139 two thirds innings in the uh, in the old uh, vault. So when you can't get out of the th- you know third fourth inning you can't there're not enough starts between now and then to vest that 2024 unfortunately the money's guaranteed next year and the year following at yeah. 18 million so well you know he's uh <sighs> yeah it, and everyone i know people are saying hey listen what are you bitching about you're nine and a half games up the white Sox are nine and a half games it doesn't that that's we're beyond that right okay yeah we're, we, we're big picture here exactly yeah, we understand that. And I'm trying to figure out what the playoff roster looks like, and Dallas Keuchel won't be a part of that, thankfully. But, I mean, you know, the Gavin Sheets of the world and, you know, Billy Hamilton, when you get down to the bubble guys, right. you know, it'll be interesting to see how they they make that you know that roster up. Yeah, well, we we, were, we had Jeff Passon on yesterday. I worked with Sylvie yesterday. Yeah. Waddle was in uh, at BC being honored um, before their game with Colgate. I didn't check the score. Did they cover the 46 and a half? I think they're playing today, actually. Is it today? Yeah. I could yeah have so it's, you still get down on that. Oh, well, yeah, I could. Um, so, yeah, 46 and a half. That's Unfortunately, actually... I bet Northwestern yesterday. I should know better, right? They never start strong. Yeah. And, and they don't beat Michigan State. What was I thinking? Yeah, they don't. They don't. Actually, it's, okay. It said it was a Friday game. At least the line said it was. So maybe the line was wrong. That's what happens when I read the paper. You know, old men like me yes. reading the newspaper. Yeah. Every once in a while they make Does the kids still put it on your front door? Stuff, or it, how no, does that work? no, I get to the point where I, then I just accept it on, uh, you know, digitally. Because yeah, I, okay. I, hated, I hated going to the, um, to the east side of 83 
because it never would go west of 83 for the five-star final. And now, with the White Sox game, I think it ended at 12.30 last night. Well, that's because, again, you're allowing five runs and you know, yeah. too many pitches and early. And they what, the, the rain delay. Two, yeah. two hours and three minutes yeah. of a rain yeah. delay. Yeah. Right. I get in my car. I stopped at a brewery. Uh, I had a big surprise, well, right? a, th- yeah. th- That's an upset. You buried the lead. Yeah. I stopped at a brewery, a newer brewery, Imperial Oak out in Brookfield. I stopped there to see my buddy Chet uh, and wish him a happy birthday along with the uh, this uh, young lady, Mia, it was her birthday, too. So I go there. Happy birthday, Mia. Then I hop in the car, and it's 930, and they go, well, we go to the second. I go, what? <laughs> I didn't know there was a rain delay. It wasn't raining before it was. Yeah, how, are you like Guy Fieri? When you walk in his breweries, do you sign the wall? I should. I, mean, yeah. I should sign the wall everywhere. Yeah. 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 This one had a garage door, so you, they could always lift it up and not see the door. <laughs> so you'd see my signature. But 312-332-3776. If you're a White Sox fan, I can't believe anybody stayed with that game till the end. I did just to see if Romy Gonzalez would get a hit. No. Uh, Cal- Dallas Keuchel's wife turned it off. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it was it was bad, and you know he was out there, and he just I've got his stats, Dallas Keuchel stats for the last three games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Last night he went three innings, seven hits, six runs, five earned, yes. um, two walks. So yeah. over the last hey, one strikeout. Yeah. Over the I know I didn't write that down. I was so aggravated. Yeah. Uh huh. So he's eight and eight over the last three games. Dallas Keuchel's gone nine innings. He's mm-hmm. given up twenty three hits, mm-hmm. eighteen runs, sixteen of those earned. That's in nine innings. It's absolutely brutal. And after the game, he actually, he talked yesterday. And like you said, he's owning up to stuff. He did after his last bad outing. And yesterday, he talked about his rough couple of uh, starts. Yeah, I mean, I'm well, right off the bat, the top of my head, I can't, I can't remember a, a, a three-start stretch that's been, that's been this bad. But, I mean, I've been anywhere from the lowest of low to the highest of high and, and, and everywhere in between. So, I, I'm not the guy that that complains or gets hit around and, and makes excuses. I I need to pitch better. I need to be more competitive, but I, I know what I need to do. And it's just a matter of going out there and doing it. There's, there's such thing as, as trying to do too much, trying to do stuff out of your own element. And that's just a mixture of what I'm doing. So, um, I mean, at times you'll, you're seeing, you're seeing the good and then, a lot of the times, the last three starts you're seeing the bad. It's just not putting myself in position to 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 let it all, all unravel like I have. Yeah, and it is all unraveling yesterday. And you know, Luis Robert makes an error in the outfield and it allows like the fifth or sixth run to score. And I'm saying to myself, well, that's not going to matter. No, they weren't hitting. Yeah, yeah, right. They There's weren't the hitting. Part of it. Yeah. yeah, six hits last night is all they were able to muster. And that's we had Jeff passing on yesterday, and I started saying that he thinks that. Keuchel is a guy that will definitely make the playoff roster because with the way he pitches and the ground ball guy he is, you can use him in the playoffs. And I don't ever want to see oh, him boy. come into the playoff game. I don't oh, want to boy. see him come in out of the bullpen. Not at all. I mean, you're a Sox fan. You want to see Dallas Keuchel first on, on the playoff roster and second coming out of the bullpen. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. How does he help you come out of the bullpen? I I, 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 mean, I, I don't get it. I. I I'm he's sorry. Not a, he's not a what you. He's got to go three guys. You know, three guys. Right. There's a lot of rules that don't carry over to the playoffs. Like you know, they they still play. They play until the game's over. They don't. They put a guy in second base and the stuff like runner. that. Right. Yeah. yeah. So they don't do the ghost runner, the free runner, whatever you want to call it. They don't do that in the postseason. But they still have the uh, you know facing three batters. So five point two two ERA. Yeah. Okay. And it's not just the last three starts. Okay. You know, against the Athletics. You know, better. 
the Cubs lit him up for seven hits and six runs in an inning. Yep. I'm now, hey, the Red Hot Cubs, may I tell you right now. They have four in a row? Are you don't don't sleep on them. Okay? Well, I did. Yeah, Pitts, Pitt, Pittsburgh's got too much. They, they don't want anything, any more Chicago teams. There's only It's good only two Chicago teams, right? Because yeah. there's a third, the Pirates will lose again. Um, but, well, yeah. The one nice thing for them is that at least they get to, you know, suffer and, you know, go down to uh, Rush Street or whatever. And they stop at Gibson's or Hugo's or, you know, somewhere like that after the game. Uh, not, not you know, not on the, the Thursday game, which was a night game, but, you know, last night. Right. And now mm-hmm. they, got an, they yeah. got an afternoon game today with Hendricks going for the Cubs. And Ooh, as they look for the their way, fifth. They, yeah. We knew we'll something from Kyle. Come on. You know, time to get back on the horse here. Yeah. Well, and, and then, you know, I we talked about wagering uh a little bit and uh i took tyler was laughing a little bit because i took uh frank schwindel the homer in the only game he hasn't homered in the, <laughs> uh, in, in the uh, last five okay uh, and last night yesterday i'm sitting here during this during the waddle and sylvie show and i'm watching it and there he goes rounding the bases another frank schwindel homer which turned out you, to be the game winner okay did oh. you ever i think i think that's the first step of the program <laughs> When you, when you Frank bet Frank Schwindel, Schwindel, yeah, yeah. Did you ever think those words would come out of your mouth? <laughs> never, never. I, I mean, good Lord. We did ask one of the funnier things, I think, that Jeff Passon said yesterday when he was with us. You can always go Other to than the... Dallas Keuchel's going to make the playoff roster? <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. But yeah. uh, you can go to the ESPN Chicago app and just go to the uh, 3 o'clock hour. And uh, that's when Jeff Passon was on. But... Sylvie asked him, he said, you know, can Rafael Ortega or Frank Schwindel or Patrick Wisdom, can any of these yeah, guys My be, head's hurting. He goes, can any of these guys be a factor, you know, um, for, what? It, for, the, for the Cubs what? next year? And and what Jeff Passan said, well, they could. He said, but I, I, I could be good looking or yeah. I could be rich. Yeah. He goes, and they could be a factor next year. They could. Of yeah. course they could. Yeah. So, you could be wagering on Frank Schwindel again in next August. I might do um, it again today. Well, okay. No. Yeah. Well, I, he's, he, I, I, you know, what, oh. what are we talking about here? What in the big, you know, Dallas Keuchel said, you know, it was self-imposed. Yeah. Well, you know, despite the four game win streak, the Cubs are currently their, their state of affairs self-imposed. Yeah. Yeah. There's no doubt. Uh, Keuchel went on and he did say one other thing. They asked him about what, what the heck's going wrong. I mean, I think a lot of it had to do with, I'm trying to make perfect pitches. Obviously it, it hasn't been going well, especially the last three starts. So it, it's just a little bit of I'm trying way too hard in, in certain situations. Um, I'm not making consistent competitive pitches. I get ahead of guys. And it's like almost I'm, I'm wasting one or two pitches, and then, it, and then the count's back even, and then I'm not making as quality of pitches I should be. So, um you know, I should be sitting five, six innings and 65, 70 pitches, and instead I'm going three-plus and 60. You know, and that's not a good recipe. No, it's not a good recipe no. at all. And for a while there, Cease was doing the same thing. Cease would get two strikes, and then he would throw three balls, trying to be perfect and hit a corner or hit something else and things like that. Every once in a while, you think you should just tell guys, you know what, you do have, you know, seven guys behind you. And they could feel the, the ball. the ball. Yeah, yeah, that's what they're there for. It. Yeah, you but got, see, here's you got the two strikes. With, you know, Dylan Cease is, you know, still a a, a project, right? right. Still a, a work in progress. Sure. Dallas Keuchel is he of the $55 million contract, yeah. which is 18 next year, 20 the following year. I mean, 
again, A for self-awareness. And he can break down his breakdowns like nobody else. Well, he's good at it. He's, yeah, he can explain I mean, it. Yeah, I mean, and, and you feel for the guy. Yeah. But that doesn't help the team now. And it's certainly, I, I mean, if they put him on the on the playoff roster, I mean, I don't think a lot can happen between now and, and October. Uh, you know, what, is he going to get four more starts? Is he really? I mean, whatever. I, I, explain that because he's Dallas Keuchel and the resume says he should be on the roster. Or do you go in the here and now and say, you know, for whatever reason, this isn't his season. Yeah. Yeah, well, that, there's no way I I can have him out there. Not when you get when you rattle off all the guys, you know, you, the four starters, okay, counting C's, and then you rattle off the bullpen, and you have Kimbrel, you have Hendricks, you have Kopech, you have um, Crochet, you have Bummer. Well, the starters, yeah, but you might go with the three rotation, three man rotation. You could, right? and then you, but see how, and, and if we, they did that. You definitely bring Cease out of the bullpen as opposed yeah. to a guy like Dallas Keuchel, who's a junk baller from the left side. I understand yeah. he throws from the left side, but I think his batting averages against were like the same from the left side and the right side. They're like 250 or 260. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not good from, from either side of the plate. Not, no. not in today's baseball. Not in the way that the guys are hitting the ball nowadays. So three one two three three two three seven seven six. We got a little bit of White Sox. We're going to talk a lot of Bears football and why not? Um, it, it, it's weird because um, I always used to like, and I know I'm an old, I'm the old guy. I used to love when the NFL season opened on Labor Day weekend. It was perfect. And then somewhere along the line, they said, "Well, you know, our numbers show that people go to barbecues and they don't want to watch the NFL." I don't know what numbers they were looking at. I don't know an NFL player that would blow off the opening week of the NFL for a barbecue. Um, um, didn't one guy open up a barbecue place out in Sacramento? Yes, he did. And wasn't he allowed to go? Didn't Mark Trestman allow said player to yeah. go out and have the grand opening? He did. But if what there was a game that week. The inmates running the asylum. I mean, what the hell? Yeah, but um, so I, it was. It used to be great. Now you've got, because they, they cut down the preseason from four to three. Thankfully. Everybody's got two weeks off before that, you know, after the preseason for the season to get underway. Because Ryan Pace more time to be excited about being excited. Well, he's got to be excited about something. Um, so we got a couple of poll questions for you on the Bears. We'll talk about that when we come back. 312-332-3776. You want to talk White Sox baseball? You want to talk some Bears? We're going to be here all the way till 11. And don't forget, today, the first day of the college football tailgate show, Black and Abdallah, they'll be here at 11 o'clock and you all ready for a big Big day of college football, um, and there's a ton of great games going on this weekend. They'll be here to talk to you about them at 11 o'clock here on ESPN 1000. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. Hanley and Huebner here on ESPN 1000 till 11 o'clock, then college football tailgate with Black and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000. Brian, one other thing that we talked about when uh, Jeff Passon joined us yesterday, and again, you want to hear the uh, whole interview, you can go to uh, the ESPN Chicago app and track it down to the 3 o'clock hour. Um, But we were talking, and I said, you know, maybe it's just, you know, us crazy diehard fans that get too nervous about stuff. But 
there are times where the White Sox just go out there and don't hit. And I guess that can happen with any team, especially when the playoffs come around. you got good pitching and things like that. But it's things like that that concern me. And I says, is it just us? He goes, yeah. He goes, fans are stupid. And But he's right, and I think that's it, it happens a lot, you know, um, because we get nervous. We go, well, what if they slump and, you know, they go to a hitting slump? Frank Thomas, where he was in the playoffs with the White Sox back in the day in, against Toronto, then couldn't hit the – every time Frank would swing, he pops it up. Oh, God, you know, I kept thinking about Harry Carey. Wouldn't be a home run in a phone booth. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you, your big hitters, the way the White Sox are, they were a team that up until, like, the end of July or the middle of July weren't hitting homers at all. And since right. then, they've been doing nothing but right. hit homers. I don't, yeah, I don't know which really is the, the personality of this team, right? I mean, yeah. they're, the only consistent thing has been inconsistent, even the good parts of it. Right. So... I mean, but the good news is, you know, Abreu's just named Player of the Month. Right. Um, uh, you know, Louis Robert comes back. Grand Grandal came back with a, a big power bat. Moncada's got a 17 game hit streak, which is weird because as I was How watching it, as I was watching it through the first 12, I asked, I put a thing on Twitter. I go, has anybody had a quieter 12 game hitting streak? Because right. all you need is one. All you need to do is go one for four, and he's not driving the ball like we'd seen him. He's just getting that hit. And I know it's like we're complaining about making a lot no, of money. That, I you mean, know? I'm, I'm sorry. Getting eight, one hit in 17 consecutive games, I, that's a you know that's a difficult task. No, I, it is. Just as Javier Baez. But, but it's a yeah. 250 average. You know what I'm yeah, saying? No, I get you. For the most but, part. Uh, so, I mean, we've asked, you know, check the temperature on White Sox fans yeah. throughout. You know, if the playoffs start today, how do you feel about it? Uh, you know, at last, last week, I think uh, Mark Zender and I had a Twitter poll. You know, if they started on Sunday, how far do you think they'd go? A World Series, ALCS, or an early out? Right. And week to week, you could probably make a case for any of those three, right? Sure. Sure you can. There's, um, I guess, yesterday on ESPN.com, they had 17 baseball experts from ESPN, and they mm-hmm. talked about who they thought was going to be, what the matchup was going to be in the World Series. And I didn't read the article. Tyler didn't read the article. And Sylvie had us guess who they had um, playing in the in the World Series. And I guessed the Yankees and Dodgers. So I think t- Tyler guessed the Yankees and Dodgers also. And it came out to be White Sox-Dodgers. And that surprised, really? yeah, it surprised me a little because, you know, we always talk about the East Coast bias and stuff like that when it comes to baseball and the Yankees are I would have bet, played I so well. I would have selected Dodgers as well, and I'm still not sure about the American League. I mean, I don't... It's so know. up in the air. You think yeah. about it, too, because right now the wild card, uh, the wild card game, the, the phrase I hate because it... It doesn't end today. If the season were to end today, the right. Yankees would be playing Boston. Then the winner would play Tampa. So the White Sox are almost a shoe-in to play the Astros in in the playoffs. That's not necessarily a good thing. You know what's really odd with the Yankees, too? Rizzo and Gallo have done, you know, other than the first week or so, the right. first five days for Rizzo, Yeah, they've, they've done nothing offensively. I mean, really, nothing. And yet... The look of the lineup with those left-handed bats has gotten Stanton and you know the big right-handed bats going right. Yeah, you you, you have to pitch around guys now, and you can't. So it's weird that they haven't actually produced runs or home runs or a lot of offense, but their presence in the lineup has helped spark the the Yankees' revival here. 
It is. Just their presence in the lineup. I don't know if it's allowed better pitches to be given to uh, Judge and Stanton, but they've, yeah. been, they've been hitting like crazy, especially yeah. Stanton. I mean, every other day he's hitting home runs. Or, no Frank you know, Swindell there. No. No, no, nah, no, you don't need one of those Frank no, Swindells. No. Let's go to our guy John in Evanston here on ESPN 1000. Hey, John, what's up? Hey, guys. Yeah, I've pretty much uh, focused on the playoffs in the National League. I think the, the one team that could give the Dodgers, should they get by the the the, uh, the Giants, because it looks like they may be facing off first, um, would probably be the Braves offensively, because they could put up numbers. And uh, I'd like the Dodgers to take the, the National League. In the American League, I think the only team in the American League offensively that can go toe-to-toe with the Dodgers is the Astros. Their offense is unbelievable. Um, and they've got Derek Cole, who this guy, I mean, in the playoffs, this guy's automatic. And the Dodgers have the pitching, but I think, you know, the Whites, as far as the Sox go, and this is, I think Houston might win this whole thing, but as far as the Sox go, they're a young ball club, and if they make it to the ALCS this year, that's great. I mean, and if they, if they, whether they play the Astros or whoever, um, I just like them to get there and get their feet wet in this thing as a ball club because they're going to grow. I mean, this this team is so young. That's why their defense is so up and down. Their offense is strong, but their infield has some problems from time to time. They make bad throws, but that's going to happen with a young ball club, but they're going to mold into something. But, you know, the Astros just seem to be the team to beat for me in the American League this year. Well, are, we all, are we yeah. all just forgetting about the race, by the way? Yeah, I, mean, I know. They do nothing but keep winning, and right now they got the best record in and, uh, and, the American they, League. The, the only they have the most runs scored, too. Yeah, yeah. What were you saying, John? They beat the Dodgers. I mean... The, the Astros can beat the Dodgers. I just don't see Tampa beating the Dodgers. Yeah. Well, you know what? One thing at a time, John, appreciate the call. Um, getting to the World Series would be nice. And then, you know, could you imagine? I mean, they would just love it. The network would just love, you know, L.A., New York, L.A., Chicago, either one of those. They would absolutely love. The thing about the the Yankees is their starting rotation doesn't compare at all to what the White Sox have. No. Okay, I'm looking at it. I want to make sure I, I had it right. So you got Garrett Cole, Jamison Tyon, Jordan Montgomery. Then you've got this kid, Nestor Cortez, who the White Sox couldn't hit. And then Corey Kluber's just come back. Um, so, you know, if, if they get a lot out of Corey Kluber as they go along, that would be nice. But I think the other guys are definitely beatable. Garrett Cole, I'm not so sure about. Right. Um, but when you, when you go into the rotation or a playoff series for the White Sox with um, – you Rodon, know, Lynn. Yeah, Rodon, Lynn, Giolito, and then if you need to go to a fourth cease, I mean, that's that's pretty darn good, and especially really with the bullpen good. they have. And the Sox bullpen is better than the than the Yankees bullpen, and better than most bullpens, you would think. It's just, you know, if they bring Aaron Bummer in, I would just, I'll, you'll hear that scream from the Western Burbs, <laughs> because just open your window, because I'll just be yelling. You won't have to open your window. You'll hear it anyway. <laughs> you probably will. 312-332-3776. Yep. Well, when we come back, I want to tell you what 538 has. Okay. You know, projecting in their algorithms and, and all their computers about World Series chances and, and see if you agree with them. Okay, because, I, you know, and then maybe election results, too, because that's where they, 
That's, no, let's not do that. No, no well, I mean that's what five thirty eight. I mean they're they're good at that kind of stuff, right? Uh, and now those are the those are the you know there's there's uh, regular stats, there's analytics, and then there's five thirty eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like a step above and beyond all those things. Um, we've got a lot of Bears to talk about. We'll get to that in a second. I want to make sure we got some baseball in here because everybody seems to want to talk Bears. So I want to make sure we squeeze some in, especially after that bad late White Sox game last night. We get more White Sox baseball tonight as they take on the uh, Royals once again. Ronaldo Lopez takes the bump, and he's been doing nothing but pitch amazing. Everyone um, loves Ronaldo Lopez now. I've yeah. Who saw that coming? Exactly. I know. It's, it's very weird, especially when you saw what his numbers were in uh, you know at Charlotte before they called him up he was pitching mm-hmm. he was awful yeah. and um you know he's done nothing but pitch well for the white Sox. so we'll talk a little more white Sox. uh we'll get to some bear stuff don't go anywhere we're uh here till 11 on espn 1000 follow chicago's home for sports on facebook at espn chicago this is espn 1000 So a little bit of White Sox talk before we get into some Bears. And, um, you know, we've been talking, the station here, we've been talking Bears for I don't know how long. And um, basically since before, heck, OTAs. And uh, it's a year-round sport and a year-round talking now of the NFL uh, the draft got us talking in earnest, yeah, right? Yeah, not sure. Because of, not because of Jenkins, but because no. of Justin Fields. Right, yeah. Well, Jenkins was nice to the idea of it anyway. For a while. Yeah, it was a nice concept. <laughs> drafting, drafting a guy that can play the left tackle position, that's always a nice thing since they rarely, so rarely do it. Uh, Sylvie brought up some great points yesterday. He said because... Ryan Pace's first round and high draft picks for wide receivers and tight ends were bad. They had to spend money on that. So they haven't been able to concentrate on building the offensive line. So it looked like they actually made a nice move by getting Tevin Jenkins in the draft. Even though they're going to move positions on him, right, which is exactly. going to be difficult enough. Very but, difficult. But, but hey, he, we, we were aware of his one back issue, and this was a different back issue, and that's supposed to make it feel better. That, yeah. that they, they took care of the new back issue. And they didn't think the other back issue was a much of an issue. Yeah. But that leads us to uh, to our Bears poll, Twitter poll questions. Yes, right? yes, we got two of them. Um, first one is, with the Rams opener one week away, which position is your biggest concern for the Bears? Cornerback, that's C, cornerback, O-line, mm-hmm. quarterback, with a Q, or head coach. Okay, that's still a position. Um because I didn't want to bring in D-line or linebackers or tight ends or the other stuff. I think these were the ones that I've heard a bunch of different people, and when they talk about the Bears' problems, they usually mention these three, and then it always comes back to the fourth with the head coach. So cornerback, offensive line, quarterback, or head coach. And when it gets to quarterback, you've got one that you wanted to put up too. Yes, correct. Uh, Kyle Shanahan and, and John Lynch made, you know, they kept talking about well, maybe we'll play both quarterbacks yeah. in Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance. And a lot of people didn't actually think they were going to follow through. Well, guess what? The last preseason game, that, that's exactly what they did. They rotated two quarterbacks in and out with some very good success. Yeah, they did. And it appears that they are seriously considering doing that when the real games start next week. So as a Bears fan, would you like to see the Bears Utilize a similar system because Andy Dalton's your your your, your starter. Just ask Matt Nagy. We didn't promise him the job. We just told him it was his. Right. And we obviously know that there's a big contingent of fans out there, myself included, that would love to see Justin Fields as soon as you can see Justin Fields. Sooner the better. So would that 
would you want to see them utilize that, keep defenses on their heels, make them account for two types of quarterbacks? So the options are yes, you would like to see that system. No, you wouldn't like to see that system. Or C, only if Shanahan is the Bears coach. Uh huh. I watched that game too, that preseason game. And it was funny because they didn't, they would bring, they, like Garoppolo is in for two downs. Then they brought in Trey Lance for two or three. Then mm-hmm. they brought Garoppolo back in. Then they got the ball to the one or two yard line. And you would figure this is perfect for Trey Lance to run the ball in. They brought Garoppolo back in, and he ran the ball in. Right. See? So you you know you keep the defenses guessing completely, and and the way that Fields and Dalton, the way they look at quarterbacks, you can't have the same game plan for both. No, that's no. not. You can't. I mean, so it would make so much sense to do it that way. Um, see, but the other argument is that the Niners, because Jimmy Garoppolo has just enough athleticism, right. That he's not Trey Lance, but he's not uh, a kind Andy of statue. Dalton. Yeah, yeah he's not, exactly. He's not going to just. Yeah. So I mean, but it is an interesting concept. But you'd have to trust the 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 Bears coaching staff to figure it out and utilize it to the best of its success possible. Right. Yeah. Yep. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Larry in the South Side jumped out. Want to talk some baseball? Larry, what's up? Yeah. Two things. Okay. First of all, the Cubs game right yesterday. Yeah. I saw something I couldn't believe. You got one double A team and one triple A team facing each other, and you thinking, and you which thinking was which? at the bottom of the uh, ninth inning, and these people standing up taking uh, uh, videos and stuff. Like what? What am I seeing here? Yeah. But, and as far as the White Sox game, Keiko, the eighty-five mile hour fastball ain't cutting it no more. Okay, it's not doing it. Uh, just like uh, like with the Cubs, that that uh, with uh, with Hendricks, ninety miles an hour, whatever. Mm-hmm. People are starting to hit that stuff, you know? So they, they need to cut it out, get them off. The, I know they owe them a lot of money, right? Oh, they owe them so a lot of money. They owe them a lot of money, and they probably, but they can't just sit them in a bullpen and hide them, maybe? No. Uh, no, well, I not, mean, not, yeah, not uh, Keuchel. You, I, you put them in the bullpen, I mean, you're you're doing more than hide them. You may as well tell them not to dress for the game because you don't right. want to see them coming in. So, but, I mean, okay, so the, you owe them $18 million next year and $20 million the season following. And, again, the good news is, at this pace, he can't vest enough innings between now and through next season to make 2024 uh, a player option, thankfully. But, I mean, is this a one-off season? You just, you know, hope he goes works in the off season and he's back to being Dallas Keiko of old? That's all you can year? hope for, right? Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, or, is, or is once you lose your game, you lose your game. Yeah. There's, there's always that possibility. You said before the break, you had uh, five thirty eight had some stuff about the yeah. The so teams. The, they're in agreement. Uh, you know, again, when everyone thinks one team's going to be in the World Series, you usually want to start thinking about a different team. But right. the Dodgers to win the World Series, uh, highest percentage uh, odds to win thirty percent. Okay, it's not even close. I mean, they double the Tampa Rays. Okay, so again, we we discounted the Rays, but they're sitting there at number two. With projected 100 uh, win season to the Dodgers 102, and they have a 15 percent projected uh, chance to win the World Series. Um, the aforementioned Yankees are sitting at 8 percent, but the Astros, to our, uh, John's call, was 14 percent. Now you start getting down to your Chicago White Sox, and even though they have the healthiest division lead and all that, right? And they're they're, they're projected to win 93 games. And only a 5% chance to win the World Series. And by the way, that was 7% at the start of this week. It went down two percentage points. Huh. So I, I you know, I, again, 
We were just saying you can. They're a home run hitting team. No, they're not a home running team. They 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 can't hit at all. No, right. they're a great pitching team. They have a great bullpen. No, they don't have. I mean, it, it just there's enough inconsistency there that to make you that, worry. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, and the numbers and at least five thirty eight's numbers say they have the the least chance to win a World Series of the uh, of the projected playoff teams. Last Monday on Cap and Jay Hood, um, Danny Zetterman, the Cub fan, was saying. You know, if I'm, he said, if I was a White Sox fan, I'd be concerned. And this was after the White Sox scored 13 runs. I'm sorry, 17 runs, no runs, and 13 runs. Or they might have got Cubs. one run. Yeah. yeah. They might have pushed one across in that Saturday game. I, I tried to Again, forget that one. Are the Cubs the double A team or the triple A I know. I wasn't sure about that one. Yeah. Um, but, and, you know, White Sox fans were calling, oh, you're a Cub fan, you're doing this, 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 and this. Danny was right. I mean, a lot of White Sox fans are concerned because you don't know which White Sox team you're going to get on a day-to-day basis. And having Tim Anderson, who we thought was going to be out for a couple of games because of sore legs, now going on the IL, and they say, well, we, we will rest him now. It's a good time to rest him. We see how important it is to have him at the top of the lineup and how it important it is for him to get on base it's kind of like referring back to the cubs kind of like the the old dexter fowler when uh when joe Matt go, used, go. yeah that's right he go we go so that's well, how that's how that it is, is with anderson ta they're basically a 500 team when he's not in the lineup uh-huh. yeah I'll give or take a game i yep. think uh, you know last time i saw it, it was the beginning of the week i think and and squarely a 500 team which is amazing that that he has that kind Given all the big names in that lineup, right? Yeah, guys who can carry a team for a week or two or, or half a season. That's how important he is, which is amazing. Yeah, so. it really is. We're going to talk a lot more football coming up. I wanted to make sure we played some of this because um, at this time of the season, there's always a lot of good stuff happening. And there was great stuff happening last night. The Dodgers and Giants played. Toronto and Oakland were going at it in Toronto. And the Yankees were playing the Orioles. But the Yankees have been red hot. They won 13 in a row. Then they lost the game. Now they've won a couple. So I wanted to play some of these highlights from last night from Major League Baseball. One and two the count now. how it ends. The Dodgers will surely ask for a replay review, but Trey Turner's throw pulled Will Smith off the bag, and the Dodgers will ask for the replay review. Now they've got nothing to lose but the game. All the time in the world, and he knows Posey's not going to put a lot of heat on the play. This game's over. And he's got another base hit. Valera around third. And he will come in to score. RBI single for Vladdy, and it's 8-3. to 3-2 again. Ball four to force in a run, and it's 8-4. to four. And the batter is Lourdes Gurriel Jr. Representing the tying run. From out of nowhere, the Blue Jays score six runs here in the bottom of the eighth to tie the game. Two outs and nobody on. And they just never gave up. Again, the 2-2. Fastball hit high and deep to left field. 
most dramatic comebacks we have ever seen here at Rogers Center. So the Yankees have a chance to win in the bottom of the 11th inning. It's 3-3. The ghost runner this time is going to be Aaron Judge, who made the final out of the 10th. And Giancarlo Stanton will lead off against Dylan Tate. Grounded up the middle. That's a base hit. Here comes Judge. Mullins comes up throwing. And the game is over. Yankees win 4-3. A walk-off single by Stanton. And the Yankees get it done in 11 innings. Yeah, that's how the Yankees handle that ghost runner. Uh, the first pitch. Stanton hits it up the middle. Game's over. Let's go home. Uh, How's it a ghost runner when I can see the guy? Yeah. Well, you know, Casper. You know, he's got the little. He's got. You go. You get Casper. I don't know why that was. Hey, but that's those Toronto highlights. It was eight to two. They scored six runs to make it eight eight. Then they're trailing um, by two runs. I think it was it was ten eight. And then, nobody on. Yeah. Right? Well, and then Simeon hits a home run to win it eleven ten. Um, and they're they're about a year away. Their guys. I mean, Glad, uh, Vlad's having a great year. You got a lot of other guys in Toronto. Marcus Simeon's got like thirty-four homers. It's crazy uh, where his homer uh, home run powers come from. But they're but those are Canadian homers. So yeah, it is. That, yeah, to you're the right. US. Yeah. It's only about twenty, twenty-four, like twenty-five. Yeah. yeah, that's like <laughs> I was buying a greeting card yesterday, and uh, I was looking for. I, I'm going to a wedding today. Our, our uh-huh. guy, Fat Mike, he calls the station sometimes. He's getting oh, married God today. Yeah. yeah, and uh, so I'm going and I'm buying a wedding card. And there's another lady th- there, and she's looking at, we're looking at wedding cards for like 10 minutes, each of us. And finally, I find one, and I, I said, this is a pretty nice one. And she goes, oh, it looks nice. I said, yeah, for for this price, it's not bad. I said, in Canada, I don't know if I'd buy it. It's $3 more. You said it says on the back of the card, what's <laughs> yeah, the Canadian does. It, it, it yeah. does. Yeah. It was just, yeah. it was it was seven ninety nine here. Eh? It was ten forty nine in Canada. I said, in Canada, I might not buy them this card. I may have to look for another one. But <laughs> here. Fat Mike's card is worth about seven or eight bucks. <laughs> That's right. There's no I'll, I'll spend the seven or eight. There was a four dollars and fifty cent card. I said, ah, I need to spend more than that on a fat mic. When did greeting cards become that expensive? I know, and and there were more. There were others that were more expensive. I mean, is, the, is the writing the sentiments gotten better? I no, mean, I think know, they use thicker paper. Roses are red, violets are blue. I hope your marriage works. You know. <laughs> We'll just leave that last one out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, callers, hang in there. Bear fan Bob will get to you when we come back. We'll talk some bears. We're here until 11 o'clock. Then it's the college football tailgate right here on ESPN 1000. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. So we got White Sox baseball later on today as the Sox play the Royals once again. Also, um, it is Saturday, so always on Saturday we have White Sox Weekly. That gets underway at about 3.30 today with Connor McKnight, and then the White Sox go against the Royals. Uh, Ronaldo Lopez getting the start. Uh, we're going to talk a lot of Bears from now until the end of our show at 11 o'clock, and then it's college football tailgate with Black and Abdallah. Huge day in college football, the first big day in college football, and it's a big one, and the guys will be here to talk to you about that at 11 o'clock. Let's go to our guy, Brian. Uh, Bear fan Bob joins us. Hello, Bob. Hey, good morning, guys. Happy Labor Day to you all. You too. Anyways, uh, question this morning. My greatest concern is going to be Coach Nagy. Play calling is a huge issue. Plays need to work together. One play leads into another, you know, that that way these things work together. Like when you're third and short, you don't get the slanty-eyed swing master out there and want to throw the ball. I don't know. How about run the ball forward for a yard or so and see if that works for a change? 
you know, things like that. Play to the play to the uh, players' strengths instead of their weaknesses. You know, when I see things like that, I would uh, you know tend to change my mind. But really, with with not so good of a line, he's not helping the team. He does more to hurt the team than help the team. You know, those were kind of my thoughts on the topic and. Great topic, guys. Have a great day. Thank you. Uh, Bob, Thanks, Robert. Uh, appreciate it, Bob. I, I think a lot of people, and Sylvie, Sylvie brings up great points. I should listen to him more often. No. Um, he's, he mentioned something yesterday about Matt Nagy. And Matt Nagy seems like a great guy. Everybody yep. says you'd love to have him for a neighbor. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe if he was just the head coach and not the play caller, maybe the Bears would be better off. He seems like he's a great guy. He can The, the players respect him. They like playing for him, this, 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 and this. But his offensive play calling leaves a lot to be desired. And yet he had to take it back, right, from Bill Lazor. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, because because why? Because of ego? I mean, I because, you, you know, you're, you feel like you know better? Here's the thing. He keeps talking about how much he loves David Montgomery. Right. He keeps talking about, I'm not an idiot. I know we need to run more. I mean, how many times in different ways he says that during the course of a season? Montgomery had the last six games of uh, last season – 598 yards on a 5.2 yards per carry average, seven touchdowns. He finished with a, a 1,070 yards, which is no longer the, the standard that it used to be. I get it. Right, right. Why wouldn't why wouldn't you have faith in running the ball more, no matter your quarterback, and especially with your offensive line? Now, they have to block up the run. I get it. But we'll see. I mean, look, if if Matt Nagy is giving back the play calling duties to, to laser again this year, then obviously things went off the tracks again. So right now all you can hope is he gets it right. And there's no need to even have that discussion or have people wondering if it'd be the, the smart thing to do, but they did it last year. They seem to have gotten a boost, at least in the short term. And then immediately at the end of the season, he has to take it back for whatever reason. I don't get it. Yeah, I, I don't either. And like I said, it was, it was working well last year. I'm still confident I'm confident until I won't be confident. Mm-hmm. But I'm confident that Matt Nagy, after he did see what happened with David Montgomery last year, how he didn't use David Montgomery in the preseason, I'm confident that he's going to, despite the fact he may not want to, he's going to give the ball to David Montgomery, especially when Andy Dalton's in there. And they're going to try to establish some sort of running game. Um, I don't want to see him run the ball twice into the line and then try to throw it on third and 10 and then go back and try to figure it out again and then say, well, the run wasn't working. We want to go. Well, you know this, Brian, in all of football, the run's not working. Well, we got to try it again next time. You you can't just give up on the run. No, He's no, done that be, with Kansas City. He did it, and he did it here last year. You have to be committed to it, yeah. and you have to have faith in it. And why wouldn't you have faith in a guy who has proven that he, he's a productive runner and he's, you know, he gets a lot of those yards on his own. Here's the thing. You can't go another season where you come up with empty first quarters and, and no. three points for a half. First brutal. Half. Absolutely I mean, brutal. Absolutely brutal. Yeah. And if you're the offensive guru and that's what you were, you know, that's what we were all sold on when he was hired from Kansas City, that this guy was ready. You can't go. I mean, he's 12 and 21 over the last two years against the spread. And in the first half of games, the, the unders hit almost exclusively because the Bears don't score points. So right. um, that has got, if you, you know, the team that scores first in, in the NFL, like in pretty much any other sport, the win probability is huge, yep. right? Yep. You can't be trailing. You can't be chasing a lead as, as often as the Bears did. And they're only favored in four games going into the season. That's how tough the schedule is, right? Yep. It's very so, tough. Yeah. yeah. 
facing good quarterbacks, good teams, and they open it up with Matthew Stafford and the Rams next Sunday night. Um, it's going to be a, a tough one for the Bears to start out there. Then they come home and they get, I want to make sure, they get the Bengals then, which you would think it's still a Joe, Joe Burrow learning and everything else for Cincinnati. A lot of people think the Bears could uh, optimally go um, two and two. Uh, with the first four, that would be that nice. might be best case. Yeah. yeah, that would be the best case scenario. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Callers, hang in there. We will get to you. We're going to talk a lot more about the Bears. A lot more football talk coming up. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. You can always get to me on Twitter at Fred underscore Hubner and Brian at Brian Hanley five three eight. That's right. Four. Five three four. Well, yeah. five three eight, some other guy I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He so, might respond better. He, that <laughs> Brian Hanley at five three four on Twitter. You can get to us that way. You can watch us on Twitch, uh ESPN one thousand Chicago. Um, all that stuff. And don't forget the college football tailgate coming up in about an hour, eleven o'clock here on ESPN one thousand.